A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ilya Dragunov kicked off this week's episode of NXT. Boy, he was mad. Also, hello, my friends, and welcome to Ups and Downs, the review show with me, Simon Miller. Just obey the t-shirt, goofy wrestling for life. In many ways, NXT is the epitome of that. Everything is so damn silly, and I totally love it. Let's up those downs. But yeah, the NXT champion was in the ring, and he was just yelling, Oh, man, this Carmelo hates. He's an absolute idiot. I want to talk to him right now. Ace must have been way behind the curtain too, because he just walked out instantly. And his response was, Well, Elia, just so you know, I think you're a moron. So they were an impasse. Carmelo also had a bunch of security guards protecting him because he has gone bad guy now. And he was all like, oh, Ilya Dragunov, you're just mad that I've been manipulating you for the last few months. I was like, has he really been doing that? I mean, that was his attempt. Don't know if he was that successful. Carmelo's big thing is also that he will not get into the ring until Ava Rain presents him with a contract to fight for that championship. He meant this literally too. He stood outside the squared circle for the whole time. Hayes then decided he was going to give all these folk to the end of the night, otherwise he is going away. And then while Elia tried to beat up some of these security guards, the segment sort of just ended. This was really weird. And look, I love these two. They are top-tier talent. If they do get their chance on the main roster, they will absolutely smash it. But this was essentially just setting up something for later in the night. You could have got rid of it, (laughs) and it wouldn't have made any difference. So this one was lost on me and my bald head. We were then in the back with Ava Rain, and I swear, this was like a cutscene from WWE 2K. Because the first Gigi Dolan was here, and she went up to Ava and was all like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing anymore, please give me something to do. When Jada Parker was also here, she was like, oh man, I need something to do. So Ava Rain just looked at both of them and went, shrug emoji, why don't you fight each other? That's going to happen later. NXT is the best. Kalani Jordan was out after this, and she's been winning Rookie of the Year awards recently. Isn't it wonderful? She was also taking on Kiana James, who had Izzy Dave in her corner, mostly because these two have been being goobers recently. And surprise, surprise, they continued this on, because what did Izzy do? She kept casting interference. Jordan still tried to use the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise rock, to get the win. And I was impressed with that, because it means she has been studying tape. But when she went for a springboard, holy crap, man, Izzy grabbed her foot... And Jordan went right into the ring apron, which was the hardest part of the ring. That looked brutal. It opened the door for James as well, because she hit the deal breaker and she got the one, two, three. And I was like, man, those two stole it. I also want to point out that Kalani did this amazing moonsault at 1.2, so she will go far. But I quite like this. Well, it was a rather fun match. Up. When a lot of things started to make sense. Now, I made this prediction on last week's episode of Ups and Downs, so I feel smug. But it really does feel like Gallows and Anderson have returned to NXT because it was revealed over the last 24 hours Tamatonga has signed a deal with WWE. Those three guys were all tied together. Now listen, on the subject of Tama, I know that he once tried to kill me. I'll never get over it. But that dude has been smashing it for years. He deserves this. And you just know that momentum will continue. He's pretty damn good. Otherwise, the OC were taking on Edris and Ofe and Malik Blade. There were some rumours recently that these two were injured. 
Well, not by what I saw. They went nuts. Manning did get whipped for a while, but it just meant Anofi was warming up his hand because he was waiting for the hot tag. And like I say, when he did get in there, he was like, I don't care you're on the main roster, Gallows and Anderson. And he whooped him. They really are getting better and better too, and that's so damn cool to see. Although poor Blade, all went terrible for him. He got thrown into Simba the Steel Step. And Ofe also got spine busted so you could see the writing on the wall and it created space for Gallows and Anderson. So they hit the magic killer, Uno Dos Tres. That's a win. So I'm going to suppose the group will be revitalized because of the arrival of Tamatonga. And we kind of did a repeat of last week's episode here because Chase Yu came out and said, Gallows and Anderson, we don't like you very much. When all of a sudden... Fraser and Axiom. They're like, listen, we don't like you either and we all want a tag team title shot. This is when the LWO teleported in for the Starship Enterprise and they attacked Gallows and Anderson. Everybody started to brawl. When the wolf dogs appeared, they were like, we don't care, man. We got the belts. This was crazy. But it's probably going to end in some kind of crazy tag team match. Maybe even next week you could do the four-way. This was totally fine by me. And they are all very good teams. That's nice. We then had more madness with Ava Rain after this. What is happening? But Ilya Dragunov had gone to see her because, of course, he needs to sort out the Kamala Hay situation when Oba Femi was already there. And mostly because they are both champions, they stared at each other. And that was it. I mean, I guess it was a big deal. It's also very, very bonkers. It did mean that right after this, Roxanne Perez continued her madness. Mostly because she's not happy. Everybody else keeps getting title shots. She was also facing Jakara Jackson, though. Mostly because, as we do know, Roxanne was not able to get the championship last week because she was in the shower. But Lash Legend did. And because Jakara is the friend of Lash, she fell out with Roxy here because Perez wasn't a big fan of hers. I think that's correct. And it's kind of interesting, too, because you could kind of make the argument that Roxanne was in the right here. But as of late, she has been hinting at a heel turn. Maybe she's just using this brand new character to have more edge, not Adam Copeland. Perez also yelled at Lash to begin here, meaning she totally forgot about Jackson, who attacked her from behind. But this was like the first match in reverse, because even though Legend kept interfering, eventually the ref was like, why? Why do you make my life so hard? You gotta go to the back, see ya. Now there was a little tease that maybe Jakara was going to win, but that was never going to happen. So instead, Perez went, uh-uh, smacked her right in the face. And there's that word. She applied the cross face, her brand new favorite move, she got the tap out win. So I really don't know what's going on here. It's a stupid thing to say, but I'm a big fan of Angry Perez. For that reason alone, give it enough. And don't forget she is all pissed off because she was in the shower. This is why NXT does rule. And that continued on because we were then talking about the Chase You calendars. Because while these did help the school, it's not helped the friendships. Because Thea Hale basically got sad here because JC Jane... Well, she's not really giving her the time of day anymore. This is mostly because Kiana James is now getting involved here too, meaning Thea has been left on the outside. We did a close-up shot of Hell's face here after the huddle skipped off. She so was just like, man, I don't have any friends anymore. I smell a breakup coming. Gallows and Anderson were then setting out their stall too, because they went and found the wolf dogs. For whatever reason though, this did feel like a big deal and I have no idea why. But I am a little bit worried that Gallows and Andersons will win the championships. Now, I have no problem with that. But it could be because we're going to break up Bron Breaker and Baron Corbin. Because, of course, Bron has signed with Smacker Down. And I don't need that in my life. They are so good together. you got to keep them together for at least a year. That's what my invisible watch says. When we had the best match ever. But screw the moves. I don't need any of that. And instead, we had Dijek taking on Luca Crucifino. Because last week, Luca had said to Dijek, you do know that kidnapping against the law because Dijak doesn't care about your rules. 
they're going to have a fight. Round of applause all round. This was mostly just so Dijak could kill him as well, although Crucifino did get a little thing in there. But after he had one, Joe Gacy ran out and he's still in the straight jacket. That has been two weeks. Why is nobody helping this guy? When they did brawl to the back as well, Luca got a crowbar and he hid it behind Simba the Still Steps. Now, the dictionary should come and arrest me because using the word hide there is totally inappropriate. But then we zoomed to the back and the Atro family were like, yeah, awesome, sweet. We should bring him into the family or something. I honestly thought I'd taken drugs. So I thought that Luca was already a part of the damn family because he's their lawyer. But I just enjoyed all of this because once again, NXT is so nutty, but it has so much personality and that makes me happy. Later on too, we did find out that Dijak and Gacy are going to be having an Asylum Cage match as well. I think we've had one of those since Dean Ambrose and Chris Jericho. There's a couple of names, but honestly, I had a roller coaster good time. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Blimey Valkyria was out next. I swear she's trying to be a teacher. Because he was just saying that Shotzi is great and she'll be back from her injury soon. The Lash Legend, you're great as well. You gave me a great challenge last week. Although you're still lost. This carried on because she's proud of Tatum Paxley, who did not get involved seven days ago. I was like, that's a low bar. All we said to Tatum was, don't come to the ring. And she did it. Have a cookie. Now, Paxley did arrive, as requested. and She was so damn proud of herself. I do find this character quite fun. And do you know what the reward for not doing something was? Lyra was like, at the next pay-per-view premium live event or special show, whatever the hell we're calling it, it's going to be you and I taking on the Kabuki Warriors for the women's tag team titles. What? Now, look, I'm a big fan of what we're doing with these belts recently because finally they are being featured. 
Don't forget, in 2023, sometimes they just vanish. But this was the ultimate geese title shot. And you know how I feel about a GTS. Now, I could be wrong. My brain is stupid. But I don't think the Lyra and Tatum have ever even teamed together. And now they're just getting championship opportunities. Like, if it's that easy, why doesn't Stax walk out and go, Roman Reigns, I want a shot at your undisputed belt. That makes just as much sense. It's two plus two equals potato. I don't know why it winds me up so much. The grand scheme of thing, it doesn't matter. Let's always tell you. I'm an idiot. It's my show. Down. I kind of felt like Rich Holland must have felt the same because he interrupted this. And given how wrestling works, I was like, is he going to beat up Lyra Valkyria and Taylor Paxley? Actually, he just wanted to talk. I think he was going to defend himself because we're meant to think he's out of control and he keeps injuring people, which is a half-truth. But before he could say much of anything, the lights went out. I was like, man, why does nobody pay the bill? Now instead we got someone saying these words. It's so strange, I'm just going to read it. Truth will prevail, but there is pain bringing it to light. Now that is utterly gibberish. But then in the ring, a hooded figure arrived. He smacked Ridge Holland with a chair. And if you can believe it, Sean Spears, the former Ty Dillinger, is back in NXT. Not gonna lie, I'd pop big. This really was his AEW presentation too. And look, we didn't even have a whisper about this. So it felt like a massive surprise. And I like that guy and him being at NXT makes all the sense in the world. I'm pretty sure he runs a school too, so he could help the young ones. This is a great move. So I really did think this was fun and I like fun. I'm genuinely intrigued to see what he is going to do. That's a bravo. Up. Brooks Jensen then challenged Oberfemi and he did this in the NXT parking lot, which is very dangerous. I was like, listen, Brooks. I appreciate your moxie, but you are going to be killed. We also went straight into Von Wagner versus Lexus King after this, with Robert Stone in his corner. So this feud must continue. Now Lexus had a really good plan here, because he went after Von's leg, because he is a big guy. But after Wagner started slamming him, they fell out of the ring. Now this was important, because do you know who accidentally, kind of not really, got hit to the floor? It was Robert Stone, so Von Wagner was like, no! It's his best friend. It actually turned out to be a double tease, though, because I was like, oh, pfft. That's how Lexus Kinney going to win. But no, instead Robert got the ring apron. He cast distraction when of all the moves given his size, Von Wagner used the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment and he got the three. Lexus was so pissed afterwards he went and beat everybody up. So once again, we are going to have to do this match at some point. A little bit worried that NXT wants to turn Von Wagner heel again. Don't do it. Still, I am a big fan of this buddy-buddy relationship, and if Lexus does dick them over, well, that does suit his character. Up. Tatum and Lyra were then getting excited about their tag team title shot later, but they were doing this in the women's locker room. As we know, that's a treacherous place to be. That was about to happen too, because Jada Parker was having none of this, when Ariana Grace, who could be the best character in NXT, just swanned in and basically said, I don't think we should fight. We should use our words. And don't forget, we're all champions in our hearts. I was like, Ariana, you deserve a prize. Parker then called Grace's crown dumb. She was genuinely offended by this. And it's actually going to tie into the next match. Because it was indeed Jada Parker taking on Gigi Dublin. I'm just going to give it an up straight away. Once again, nothing to do with what they did in the ring. But Ariana Grace came out during this. I think one, she was upset because she lost her crown. And two, she wanted them to stop fighting on a wrestling show. That's it. Best wrestler ever. Dolan wasn't impressed, especially because at one point Ariana just grabbed her arm. So Gigi slapped her right around the face, but she shouldn't have done that because Parker was like, man, if you're not going to pay attention to me, I'm going to punch you right in the face. And she pinned her. 
mean, that's literally what happened. Now, again, this made me so damn happy, I'm going to give it an up. It's the same up I just gave it. But at this point, overall, you do have to give this particular episode of NXT a down because nearly every single match featured some sort of interference or some sort of distraction. Now, look, it tickles me, but when I start noticing it, it's a bit like, man, I think you're using this as a crutch. We keep doing it for all I care. It does not matter, but you still got to give it a down. It's out of control. When we did have our match with the Heritage Cup, and of course, Noam Dar was all like shrug emoji. I don't know what going on, because which member of the no quarter catch crew am I going to take on? It turned out it was Charlie Dempsey. It turned out Noam had not prepared correctly at all. Right, row. Now, I really did like this because it came out of nowhere, because not only do we have a brand new Heritage Cup champion, but Dar can now be like, well, I'm sorry. I had to try and get ready for four different people. It's not my fault. Kind of true. We started hot too, because in full one, Dempsey was able to hit the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up, to go one nothing up, and we didn't get another fall until round four. That's when Noam even up the score using his moves, and I think this must have freaked Miles Bourne out, because at the start of round five, he just tried to interfere, which is when both teams on either side was like, well, if he's going to do it, I'm going to do it too. And essentially, we had a big old schmoz. Now, oddly, it was Noam who kind of started smashing people from the quarter catch crew. But because he was, I suppose, distracted, Charles grabbed him. He hit him with the bridging suplex and he pinned him for the one, two, three. So that cup is now his. Ooh, la Now, maybe I'm getting carried away here, but there was a slight idea that maybe we're about to turn the metaphor face. Like I say, I don't really know why I'm saying that. But otherwise, I am going to give it an up. Not only was it a good wrestling match, but the surprise ending made me feel warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. And of course, once again, Noam next week can explode. He'll be totally justified. Um, Sean Spears then spoke in more riddles when he left the building, but let us know he will be at Roadblock next week. Like I told you earlier, I just think this is good stuff. Which meant our last segment was indeed going to be the proper face-to-face between Ilya Dragunov and Carmelo Hayes. That just goes back to what I said earlier. Why did we just do this bit? It really did get good, though, because there was a massive twist here. Because Tony D'Angelo came out. And last week, he'd been going, oh, man, and the Don of NXT, which he proved right here. He clicked his fingers, and all of Carmelo's security guards left the ring. As it turned out, they actually work for the fam. So I thought that was pretty cool, because I am a nerd, and Big Tone was all like, man, you don't have to be a champion to run things around here. But he does not want to go geese title shot, which I appreciate massively. And he turned to Carmelo and he was like, well, next week at Roadblock, how about it's you versus me and it's me versus you and whoever wins becomes the number one contender. Bam. Now, Ilya was fine with this, though it kind of did feel like D'Angelo had paid everybody off. But Carmelo, well, he was pissed. He just wants his title shot. They then go into kind of a pushing contest, which is when Dragunov kind of accidentally got hit by Tony D'Angelo. And that happens to this poor guy all of the time. But Carmelo used that to his advantage, and he started throwing people through tables. Now, that must have given him a step in his pep, or a pep in his step, or something like that, because he did sign the deal. So now next week, the match is on. So I do think this was a nice twist, especially because it extends the feud. And of course, who can screw over Carmelo next week so he doesn't go for the championship? Hopefully, it will be a returning Trick Williams. That's good storytelling, my friends. So as ever, NXT just knows exactly what it is, and it is so over the top. Actually, I do understand why it may not be for some people, but it's totally for this bored a-hole. Give it a nap. Now, please do click the video on the screen, which is Ups and Downs for Raw, to continue on your Ups and Downs adventure. Like the video, share the video, and subscribe. Head on over to, I don't know, the pub, or the restaurant, or the bar, whatever you plan to do today. Maybe you just want to go to sleep. I want to do that. That's fine, too. Goodbye. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.